Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everyone and welcome back to Own the Feels, brought to you in partnership with Love Better, where we're doing our damnedest to help us all break up better, which means owning whatever we're feeling and learning how to deal with it. As per usual, I'm joined with Belle. Belle, how are you? Gorge to be here. Gorge to be talking about, as I mentioned in our earlier podcast, one of my favorite things to talk about, which is love, romance, and its devastating consequences on our lives and how we can be better in general about dealing with all of this. Oh, love that. Honestly, that's like it was scripted. It wasn't even scripted. Belle does love talking about heartbreak. <laughs> Shut up about it. <laughs> Shut up about it, oh, woman. No. <laughs> I'd hope there's like more to my character than this, but I feel really passionate about this. I have a lot of empathy for being young and like... Or <laughs> Just 20s. being young in general. Yeah. Empathy for being fucking 17 years old. Oh, yeah. Or in your 20s and just like trying to fucking figure it out and... and um, make it make sense, honestly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why we're here. That's why we're here. We Today, we're talking about something that couldn't be more 2023 coded. Um, we're talking about online relationships and online breakups specifically. And something that I was thinking about was imagine explaining to a Victorian child, like... <laughs> What? Your mind, the places your mind goes to a small Victorian child. Imagine explaining to them like that one of our huge issues right now is how <laughs> how to navigate your digital footprint when you've been in a relationship with someone that you might not have even met that's on the other side of the world via Snapchat and it's really crushed you. And imagine trying to explain that to someone that had no fucking idea what technology even was. I don't know. It felt very funny but also very like real therein lies the complexity of all of this you've gone from like "Mm, a suitor wants wants to marry me into like navigating this idea of online your online presence your online yes uh uh, expression of yourself how that reads to a stranger like going on your own instagram stories and like watching them yourself to see how it's perceived (laughs) from somebody else we cannot sit here and pretend that we don't if all I, do that. No, no, no. I'll not be pretending. the first to admit. And do you hate, not that I lived in these times, but do you hate <laughs> Not that I was a young Victorian, <laughs> Victorian child. But if I was. No. So. But it was kind of like how you were talking about in last week's episode, um, how, you know, even when you were at uni, the place to meet people in the wild was to go to a bar and then it felt really cool because it was like, wow, by some chance, two mm. people that are interested in the same yes, things have yes. struck up a combo like we don't have that letter writing or even the phone calls or the idea that if you've said you're going on a date yeah you actually have to turn up to that date 7 p.m outside the cinema otherwise they're being stood up yeah 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 and I just think that is why our commitment one 
kind of sucks these days is because we can pull out of things so easy. Oh, totally. And you talk about this all the time really eloquently, which is like low stakes. Low stakes. And it's like extremely low stakes, easy for me to like strike up uh, a kind of connection with someone through DMing like yeah. when I'm tired and lonely on a Tuesday night. Yes. Um, whereas to use your Victorian era um, analogy, which I'm obsessed with, I just keep imagining you as a Victorian <laughs> child. But they probably didn't have glasses. No. no. <laughs> I don't know like, shit about that. The gravity of it is so there, right? And yeah. and that's where we grow up with this idea of fate and serendipity and, oh, my gosh, if I wasn't in real life in this moment yes. and never met you, this would never have happened. Yeah. Whereas the internet has just, like, unleashed a kind of – endless wild west of opportunities to meet people and, and form connections and none of that to say it's bad it just comes with its whole other own set of complexities which I think like as a society we're still figuring out yeah. how to navigate I truly it's it is a wild world to think that we're like snapping and sliding and swiping our way into these relationships. And also when you were saying, you know, sometimes it feels really low stakes to strike up a conversation with someone and get a bit of validation out mm. of it. And then it's like, what if to you that's really low stakes and to that other person it's like I have been waiting for them to message yes. me or I'm really lonely, I need someone. You know, yeah. just trying to fathom the gravity of what we're doing online it, when a simple Snapchat to you could mean the world to oh. someone else is is a life's work. It's a, it's a life's work. work. But you've touched on something so great here, which we mentioned in the previous episode, which was like different expectations and different experiences and different feelings on, yeah. on each end of, of an online sort of relationship or a real one but in this context an online one and <laughs> which like, can be real for the record everyone yes <laughs> no, but in virtual, real life digital yeah virtual yeah. Um, a zoom ship <laughs> oh my god it's a lot it's a lot um have you had online or online-esque relationships i um met someone traveling yes. and then they lived on the other side of the world yeah. and so we spent i think six months apart and then I moved there. Um, total disaster when you we, we when that kind of fully unfolded. But um so and so we had an online relationship, not like in like sending WhatsApp videos and video chats and messages and stuff and um it was really fun because I was learning a different language and um, the time zones were like total opposite so it was really hard to like yeah catch each other on a live moment. And I found it like kind of fun and exciting and then it's just like really I found it really hard to keep up over a sustained period of time. How I did that for six months, I don't no. know. Maybe I just really wanted to move to France. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like a little Makona girl with yeah. like a scarf the mer- mm. <laughs> I don't Wait, know if that's Italian. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> sorry. Yeah, read cheese. the room, hun. Um <laughs> it's interesting that you say that because even while we've been discussing this very briefly, we've just begun, but online relationships, I think, to you and I, feel completely different to what they would have felt like 10 years ago to adults. Like, totally. We have a fusion of online and real life. Maybe yes. you meet online and then you hang out in real life. Or when you're dating someone, naturally you're messaging heaps and yes. you're seeing each other's presence online heaps. Yes. So it's not just, and we will get into this, what sort of... um 
you know, we learned at school of like online stranger danger. Every person you Chat meet rooms online, are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very different, and that is such an old, outdated way of looking at online relationships. Totally. I think you touched on something really great. For some reason, I'm thinking of the rom com when you've got mail with Meg Ryan, and it's like when emails like. Yeah. chat rooms have just been invented and then they, not to spoil the plot, they kind <laughs> of like collide in real life but they don't know that's who they've been chatting to. And so to me that is like the start of this kind of fusion of hybrid real life online collisions mm. that we live in and we're sort of talking off air before about how often, yeah, we feel like sometimes our conversations are better online because it's just like our natural sort of form of communication which is is that weird I think it's quite Gen Z millennial yeah it's definitely I don't have any online relationships in a romantic way but I you know I grew up in fandoms and online friendships were huge and with Siska I feel like it's an online relationship between me and particularly anyone that reads the newsletter. Yes. And, and I, 3.5 million others. And yeah. all these other people. But I feel like the newsletter people actually want to be in the relationship with me. The Instagram people kind of just want to troll me a lot of the time. But it, it, I do definitely agree. I feel like I come across a lot better online than in real life. Not that I come across badly in real life, but online. You come just, across incredibly in real life. But there's just something... That's so low stakes about it or so confidence giving. I don't know about being online and like it's easier to be funny or witty or I don't even know what it is. Yeah. But yeah, to your question, I don't know if that's a weird thing or a new thing, but I do know that it must be confusing to have an online relationship and then break up and then maybe you've not even met the person and again you're trying to reconcile what how much of it was real I definitely feel like I have online anxiety which is like if I'm crushing on someone and maybe we're messaging I'm like quite and I know this isn't possible at all the time but like quite keen to see them fairly soon Mm. this also because I'm extremely impatient but um because I'm so wary of that and I also like get really nervous about them building up this picture of me in my mind on their mind before they meet me and then you get you hang out and it's been x amount of days weeks months and you and there's like nothing to talk about or yeah yeah. oh it's it's still brave I'm afraid (laughs) it's still brave that you like want to do and good actually healthy that you want to do the the meeting up really early in the chat stage um, for anyone that needs a definition mm. of an online relation, we're mostly chatting about relationships that live predominantly online here. So a lot of the stories that we've got are people that have met sort of in the digital world. Right now, over 300 million people use dating apps worldwide. And so it really felt quite redundant, especially as this is a podcast for young people specifically it felt redundant not to do an episode about online breakups. Ugh. when Because I feel like this is something that has been ignored in pop culture and in, I don't know, any resources we've ever had about breakups, which has mostly been sh- shitty movies that are like... <laughs> With this. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. And so I I think... Pop culture has done a really, really poor job of catching up with the realities of online relationships because 
if I think of the only thing I've really seen for online relationships, it's been catfish, which has only mm. shown them as these awful, scammy. Yes. I mean, sometimes it works out okay in the end, but the whole premise of the show is that you're being catfished. You're being scammed. And this relationship can't be real. And it's kind of making fun of the idea of meeting someone online when for a lot of people, for a myriad of different reasons, it's the maybe the only way that they can get into a relationship or communicate with people. Totally. For so many different re- reasons, whether that's like geographic things, yes. neurodivergent yes. things, like whatever, maybe you have hobbies that are online yes. based and that's where those people congregate. I would say the one like piece of pop culture that started to kind of cover this was that short story that was published in the New Yorker called Cat Person. Mm. And um, I won't go into too much detail about it, but I think it was the first thing I'd read. And I think that's why it went so viral about that encapsulated this like incessant kind of um, romanticizing in an online relationship. And it sort of traces the course of this Mm. dynamic over um I'd say like a couple of weeks or a month and the sort of like crushing end to it and I think for the first time it opened up in pop culture like that these relationships are happening and it's not just like older divorced people going on um like match.com to like find a new partner later in life it's like it sort of gave relevance to the types of online relationships that we're having and and how there's like so many different ways in which it expresses itself. Yeah, and think about how many relationships would have started over DM slides Mm. or, you know, you see someone on TikTok and you sort of message and they see heaps of that happening in this day and age. And not to say that's always the best because it's it's usually quite based on how you look and the persona you're putting online when it's things like TikTok or Instagram that yeah. are where you're starting your relationships. But, I mean, then you go and get to know them and that's fine and that happens. But also a lot of people in, like you said before, hobbies, like chat rooms about hobbies or discords or whatever or fandoms, mm. you know, they spark up these beautiful relationships with people that they would otherwise not never meet have met and we just don't really see that ever in pop culture it's always like oh like those weirdos that like that niche thing yes like they're probably well suited together because they're both weird and it's like no like they have a really good connection and just because they met online over this thing that they both love doesn't mean it's weird or they're getting scammed but it also does mean that they have this intense thing that probably really hurts if it comes to an end, because society also is like, that was weird. You shouldn't grieve that. Totally. And to go circle back to your gorgeous Victorian child <laughs> analogy, people wrote letters. People have mm. always, like, used the written word to profess their emotions. And in your Victorian era, people would have met once and started writing letters. Like, people did it over wars. Like, just because this is happening faster and in, an, and in online forums now doesn't negate the yes. kind of gravity that they can have in your life. So I feel like to get a bit of a more well-rounded view of online relationships, a less naturally. Victorian perspective. <laughs> a less Victorian and a less Lucy and Bell perspective, <laughs> we should probably do what we always do and hear from some of our audience members that have been through online breakups. Hey team, if you want to listen to more of our new podcast all about breakups, Own the Feels, you just need to jump over to our Culture Vulture feed wherever you get your podcasts.